Okay, I'm back um, with another episode. This could be a bonus one with some of the thoughts. I, I knew I was going to go long, and I knew that some of the other thoughts were probably going to be long, so I decided to not do a three-hour fucking podcast. It's already, like, almost two hours the other one. So, so listen, man, I, I guess, it, listen, even though no one fucking likes it, you know, um, you know, it's just, like, now it's like, you know, just so many thoughts pile up in my head, and I'm like, I gotta fucking do it. Like, I, I haven't even had time to even go on um, uh, Periscope. Um, I, I, I think I went on once. Um, I think maybe twice in, like, the... I, I could be wrong. I think, yeah, I went on once, and I think I was once for, like, for, like, for, like, almost two weeks, essentially. I, I guess, like, you know, like I said, I go on, and it's, you know, I, 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 and I, and, you know, I got on for a session of my own, but I've been on different times, but not even as much, even, just to see what other people that are doing, because there's a lot of other funny people that do roasts and all that over there. And you know what I mean? Sometimes I think a lot of them, you know, even on YouTube as well, like a lot, of, a lot of people just get into like these drama fucking things. And I feel like it's a prerequisite that has to be that makes you bigger. Like these these little fucking shows now are part of like showbiz, essentially, like even on Periscope. And there's different cliques that are, you know, either doing the roasting or like, you know, doing or just doing like the, like the stripping and all that type of stuff for you know, because they're sex workers and all that type of shit, and they're promoting themselves there. Like, I mean, those are, like, are fine, whatever, but then, like, there's ones where, like, people are just doxing each other, and, you know, just, like, just, like, everything just goes wild, and everyone loses their mind, and when you're in these ball-busting environments, you, sometimes people who are not mentally, who have mental illness, and they are kind of new to this, and they're getting piled on by different fucking people, they're gonna fucking lose their fucking shit. Like, you know what I mean? Because what happens is that uh, the person who's getting fucking shit on the most will then think he's against the world, so then he thinks he has to cross the line and say some really atrocious, horrible, habitual line-stepping, line-crossing fucking type of shit. And then, and then, so then, so then the people who are already busting that person's balls are justified in giving him, giving him or her more fucking shit. And again, like some people are, I, I suggested to some people to go and get a diary or, or a journal or something like that, or, you know, try to get the therapy or something. So at least you can organize your thoughts. If you insist on being a part of these ball busting environments, because what's going to happen is that some of these guys are going to end up losing their fucking mind. And I can just sense that something horrible is going to happen. And at least for the last couple of days, it seemed from what time I've been on, it's been a little bit more calmer, but I worry about some of these guys that do these streams because now you're latching on to some attention that you're getting that you, you may not have gotten before, and now you're more amplified. And me bringing this up is kind of boring because because people online don't want you to be in your best health. The best people to be online are the mentally ill people that you can prey on and uh, and and there's probably games being done and oh listen let's how let's see how uh like you know these guys uh can make this guy go nuts and all that type of stuff and i'm just saying for people's fucking safety and all that man i hope it doesn't go to that fucking level man i i i really don't i i hope that like some of you, i hope some of the guys you know that are listening and all that can you know i know it's boring but like you know um 
it, it, but I mean, but again, that, that's why I had a fucking scale back from using it because I was using it because I wasn't writing much in my journal. So I was using it to express myself. But in the midst of expressing myself, um, what happens is that people come in and they want to it's it's you know, it's called sea lining where they say a bunch of shit to distract you from taking you off of your thing. It's like a, it, I mean, it, it's not an official term, but on Wikipedia, it became one. I guess it's one of those online things where they're basically drawing you out with, with different fucking things. And you know what I mean? Because I didn't know how to start a podcast. I didn't have the capabilities. I just finally gave in on an app and I didn't know how, how good it would be. And I'm still doubting how good it will be because I don't have guests. I think sometimes people, uh, uh, you know, in the industry or just people who fucking uh, hate on me have probably warned their industry friends, you know, don't go on, don't go on Hansi's show, don't go on, you know what I mean? Because then I become reliant on like, like, like different fucking people and all that type of stuff. So sometimes I feel like certain people can't come on here. Maybe because other people are, you know, you know, that that's fine because, it, it, I mean, I would, I would, I wouldn't mind having a guest here and there on whatever and all that, but I don't need to have it. I I feel one thing I feel confident about is that I'm able to at least draw some interest, whether the way I'm talking, you know, you can laugh at my stutter and all that type of shit and how I try to fucking force words so I can prove that I have a a, a superior fucking vernacular which I fucking don't. But, you know, I'm just, you know, it's just weird going on Periscope because when I go on, it's just like immediately I'm I'm like, okay, you know what? Like people are not fucking not changing and there's no point of doing this because everyone just wants to backhand you. And, you know, and, and, they're, and, they're, and, and, and because the people haven't gotten their full fucking, you know, uh, interaction with me now, you know, there'll be several people like, you know, who will, you know, just try to jab me or be condescending where some people will be like, Oh, you have a podcast. And it's like, it's on my fucking, it's you follow me on Twitter. You have me on Facebook. You have me on, on Twitter. Uh, and par- you know what I mean? It's, it's all over my fucking bio. It's like, well, like, 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 fine. I understand that I'm not popping, but like, then just say you don't fucking listen and you're not interested in listening. Like, stop, like, let's pretend that let's stop pretending that, we're fucking, like, really friends and all that type of shit. Because people, even that I'm friendly with, will fucking do that kind of shit. It's like, okay, if you don't want to support me, if you don't want to think that I'm I'm capable, and you hate the fact that I'm, you know, trying to do something um, uh, on my terms a little bit and trying to create some fucking content, whether people enjoy it or fucking not, but it's like, holy shit, it's like, does everyone just want you to be fucking... Because, again, like, nobody wants to see anybody mentally healthy it's not fucking interesting to anybody people said they missed the old handsy whether it be on youtube whether it be on periscope i've i've heard that and i guess i guess that's supposed to be a slight against me but you know what that's fine i'm tr- i'm trying to fucking i'm trying to fucking stay a little bit more saner and i i would wish that you'd ho- i wish you would kind of do that during these pandemic time because you when you're getting into all these drama uh, on here during this pandemic, you're fucking gonna fucking push somebody over the edge, and maybe that's the fucking goal. But it's it's really it just it's really fucking disturbing, man. Sometimes when I go on, you know, what I mean, I like meeting new fucking people. 
I, I like, you know, going on and talking and maybe picking up potential uh, people to come on and be a guest because I'm trying to be interesting, whether it's like a woman who's doing cam girl stuff, you know, I can try to find an angle, whether it's someone who's a conspiracy person or somebody who wants to talk politics or wrestling, like, you know what I mean? I'm welcome to fucking people being on and all that, you know what I mean? But it's like... Like they, it's like, like I would, I would have stayed on Periscope, but people kept ruining. Like I had an interview with somebody who was like a, a, a bodyguard, and I think like you know because of the trolls in my fucking Periscope, they're telling that oh he wants celebrity gossip, and it's like no dude, I, I I'm interested in that kind of shit. Like when you tell me you've bodyguard when you did bodyguard work for Floyd Mayweather or or something like that, you know what I mean? I'm interested in the kind of the things. Like if you can disclose something, that's fine, but I. Just as curious, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't go well. I've had, you know, Charles Hamilton and Abraham Washington of WWE. Not Charles Hamilton WWE, but Abraham Washington. Now he's going by Rev, uh, Reverend Jeremiah Constantine. And hopefully I can get him on again because maybe I can catch up with him. But I did one with him as well. I, I tried to, I've interviewed um, numerous fucking cam girls who have OnlyFans. Uh, I've interviewed a couple of guys who serve time that, you know, are trying to build their life back up better again. Um, you know, supposedly, I don't know if they are or not. But, you know, I've tried to interview different fucking people and kind of, you know, uh, t- try to test out my fucking skills a little bit. E- even though I'm not fucking near perfection at all. Uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm just, I just go with what I'm feeling, you know? Um, what else do I have? Uh, I'm going to talk about Rogan on Spotify and what this symbolizes. Uh, Rogan being on Spotify, I guess he's hitting the Howard Stern deal. And I wonder if, like, this is one of the... Because, again, a lot of these old guard guys are going to be fucking canceled and boycotted eventually, right? So I wonder if this is, like, a next evolution where, like, the celebrity who's on the good side, and I believe Joe Rogan at his core, is on the good side, but because he probably is being seen as a villain, that's why they're bringing up all of his old shit. And you know what I mean? I'm even surprised, like, a lot of fucking, you know, leftists were even hyping up him, kind of, you know, um, you know and, 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 and they kind of sell it like, oh, who cares if it's Joe Rogan? Like, I understand the fucking establishments, like, praising Howard Stern while she had Hillary Clinton on, but then, like, they make it seem like because... For one second, fucking Joe Rogan was a Bernie guy. That it means that he's somebody that's actually like that's not right wing. It's like who cares about what his influence? But but then you're saying that his influence is fucking great for support getting Bernie. But then you're saying that his support isn't fucking. You know what I mean? Because like there's like there's like not like, there's something you can fuck with. Like there's some people in my, in my that, that I that I know personally who listen to Rogan and they, they and whenever I bat whenever I fucking say that one of the people that they like is might be a little bit shady, they fucking take it as a fucking insult. I can just see it in their face. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's like you can't even criticize portions of what they do. Because not everything they're fucking going to do is fucking, you know, the, the, the most fucking moral, moral or ethical fucking shit. That's why I can barely talk to some people about like people who are like complete fanboys of different fangirls or fanboys of different fucking celebrities because it's like the, it's like no matter what you fucking say, they're going to find an excuse for that fucking celebrity or public figure. And it's like, and it's like people, and I, it's like people I know have been compromised in that fucking way. So it's like, so is there even a point of having this discussion? 
You know what I mean? Because I'm because I'm more socially conscious now, and you know what I mean. I've been, you know what I mean. I, I thought it was supposed to be that way. I thought that was the whole goal of it. So when I hear Joe Rogan's getting a new deal, and I wonder when these celebrities are kind of thing, is there going to be something that kind of comes out that can't like? Is this deal actually going to happen, or will something happen where Spotify will be fucking? where people want to cancel Joe Rogan. Because sometimes some of these things fucking get planned out that way. Otherwise, he could just... This could be... um He could be on his way to his one last final payday of being, you know, being revered and being good before he turns a fucking heel. But it's the talk of the town because every podcaster now thinks that, oh, I could get him, I could get him, I, well, I could get that. You know what I mean? It's become the talk of the town on literally every podcast that I've been listening to. From from the hip hop ones to the you know wrestling ones and all of that type of shit, you know what I mean. So I mean it's obviously even Jimmy Dore is talking about it too. Like you know it's so I I don't know what it symbolizes, but because I because I see these patterns and these movements happening, I always think that this is all all part of a planting the seed of a fucking storyline, if that makes fucking sense. I'm sure it doesn't. Like planting the seeds with like Ronan fucking Pharaoh, for example. With Ronan Farrow, like, he was this guy, again, he's an establishment guy, he's, I think, Mia Farrow's son, I assume, and he's been covering the fucking sexual abuse, uh, the abuse that's going on with powerful men, but because he's, like, a mainstream guy, I feel like he's the chosen one to be the guy to break these stories, and then now you're finding out that some of the things might not have been of ethical, like, he's basically writing stuff, and he didn't check he didn't fact check like what what journalists are supposed to do, and it's funny because it's coming from NYT, um, who put out fucking you know a bunch of fucking hit pieces on you know uh, you know hyping up Zionist fucking mentality and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And other fucking lies about like uh, shitting on fucking the, uh, the the social democrats for not endorsing Biden, who they'll tell that they're not fucking important, but then you know, so. So because um, Ronan Farrow is, uh, you know, um, because Ronan Farrow uh, was the guy that's been, you know, um, um, getting the fucking lead on some of these fucking stories, I knew that him being establishment was eventually going to discredit him. So like now they so they have Matt Lauer and then again that's on that's on purpose too because now people because people who believe Ronan Farrell's reporting are gonna be well why do I care about what a fucking accused rapist is fucking gonna say even though his fucking piece made some good points about it but it's just funny coming from those guys you know it's coming from him so like so like so now that, does that mean that um. Ronan Farrow is going to fucking uh, also get canceled in the midst of doing it. Will you find out something shady about him? Uh, I don't even really know much about him. All I know is that, you know, um, hold on. Let me look up a little bit of Ronan Farrow. You know what I mean? Uh, I I don't know if if he was ever you know. Um, I 
So I don't know if he if he ever did anything. I, again, I don't know. I should have read more about this, but I just this is just random thoughts. But I mean, I don't know. But I mean, he's obviously like you know he. he I, I mean, I I, I guess because he's one of the guys that spoke out against. Woody Allen, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, and he's been getting into, uh, you know, like he had, uh, you know, like he did an article for New York Times, imagine this was your sister, Ronan Farrell tells Woody Allen's publisher, basically, and all that type of shit. You know, I'm, re- I'm just reading up on it a little bit. Maybe I'll give you an update on it, but it just seems like this is where, like, it's kind of setting up the, the next evolution of the storyline. You know what I mean? I, again, I, I don't know the fucking details of everything about him, but I just, whenever someone's becoming the fucking, you know, the, the fresh picking of, of, uh, of on social media, it means something big is happening with them, and they're a part of the fucking storyline, so will they find something shady about what's going on with them, or, or, or will, like, this just be the establishment's way of discrediting fucking Pharaoh for the Biden stuff as well, kind of, you know what I mean? So I don't know, you know, I, I don't know where this is gonna go, but... I just thought that was an interesting thing to talk about, you know, on there. Um, how about the fact that Twitter has, uh, if Twitter hasn't become lame already, they have a fucking new new feature that I guess again, Jack Allison was like kind of predicting this that like so- so- sooner or later you're gonna have because like it, it, Twitter is in is in bed with the elites, so they'll be doing this. For, for the benefit of the elites, and I'm telling you, this no reply thing is gonna be this is gonna be the stem of several more meltdowns and fucking screen. You know, you know how the new fucking thing on Twitter now is to screen grab somebody's response and then point out a fucking other one where it's hypocritical, where it shows hypocrisy, and then you kind of make your witty comment above that. It feels it feels like one of those type of things are going to be done more. Maybe they were training for that because they knew that this day was coming. Some of the people that are inside and going to be the social media influencers and all that type of stuff. Um, so so the thing is, is like so, uh, uh, Twitter came out today, uh, well yesterday because I'm doing this at fucking you know uh, past midnight, so technically yesterday, where you can re- where the Twitter comes out with a tweet that says. Reply if you guys want to be verified. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And I'm like, oh shit, they didn't, they didn't allow you to fucking reply to it. But then the fucked up thing is, is that you can fucking quote retweet it. So what's the fuck? Unless they're gonna fucking do something with that, what's the fucking point? It's like you're so it, it, it's kind of like this thing that they didn't think through, where it make it makes it seem like Twitter is being incompetent because they didn't think the whole the whole vibe through whatever so i'm i'm laughing my ha- my ass off at this the fact that like you know i'm sure they know i'm sure they know because I, i'm sure i didn't crack some new ground or anything like that but it's just weird that you're putting that out there that like you can't reply but will we will it will it take away from quote uh, um quote tweeting it 
I don't fucking know. But so far, I mean, you would think that on the Twitter fucking official page, they would at least have that down pat, right? But it, it, it didn't have it down pat. And then, you know, apparently there's like, you know, you know, so I, again, I'm predicting that there's going to be more fucking chicanery on it, man. Because this, cause this Twitter app now has become out of fucking control where like a lot of the fucking uh, blue check marks are literally losing their fucking mind, essentially. They're losing their fucking mind. And, you know, they have and a lot of these social media influencers from different groups and communities they get to be the fucking social media influencer. So, uh, you know what I mean? And kind of, and basically convince the fucking, the system that, oh, like they can talk to like, you know, whoever their, whoever their aim is and, and, and get them to listen to them. You know what I mean? That's the whole point. That's why the, and that's why a lot of these guys are kind of whenever like it's undeniable that the system is fucking up. These guys are running out of ideas. So they come up with new fucking ways to come up, and I always see like a lot of it within like the what uh, Trevor from uh, Champagne Sharks calls the new blacks. Um, he 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 he's like he's like the Twitter soup for bad fucking posts. Like he catches you, he catches it all up. So I'll see that the latest fucking trends of what the he'll because he'll call out different fucking like ways of, of of that of like of like people like making these statements, and then people like uh, or like these accounts. Who will who who? It's it's questionable whether it it's actually a black person behind the account. But like, a lot, I'll notice that there's a lot of anti-black accounts. Like, oh, this, this this is what this is what should be happening to you guys. But back then, this is what this, this, this is what what would have been happening to you guys the way you're acting. And then it'll have like lynching and fucking like like like, like you know slaves pictures of slaves and all that. And it's like, holy shit. So to me, like it's like it sounds like somebody. Like, you know, you're finding out more and more that these Twitter accounts are always run by some... Like, you, you, even with, like, a, a hip-hop account that people will hate on, it'll turn out... Like, I follow some of these hip-hop accounts, and then it turns out that the people are actually... It's, like, it's not a white... It's, like, a white guy behind it who's, like, trying to pretend like he's black. So it, it makes you think, you know what I mean? Um, uh, what else? Um, yeah, and then there's an update um, where, you know, now cops can basically use your tweets... You know, so be careful what you tweet out there. You know what I mean? I try. That's why I always try to put out my theories and say it's my theories disclaimer. And I always have to keep putting that I'm not a violent person. I don't intend on being violent. That's why I kind of have to do all the disclaimers. Because once you don't, then everybody will fucking pick apart one fucking thing. That's why I got to put disclaimers on whatever I fucking say. As annoying as that is, but I'd rather put the disclaimers and just express my theory even if i don't have 100 percent of the fucking facts you know what i mean um you know that's you know that's what it is and then you know uh what else i could talk about yeah how about this for a wrestling storyline stacy abrams Who's like this Democratic hopeful, essentially? You know how like there's a new class of Democrats that they're hyping up, and you thought like you know she might be a progressive, but then she kind of, I guess it's representative of that she sold out kind of because by trying to be with the Biden clique, she endorsed Biden in a way. 
some of these people are, you know, endorse, some of these progressives, I, knew, I guess that's their turn to become the villains. Or maybe pretend villains, but it's like exactly like wrestling. Like, like here's an example. Like, uh, like they had Biden on with Stacey Abrams on a, on a show. I forget what show it was, um, but they had her on, and it's like, well, and then they're like, like they're hyping her, her and Biden being on at the same time. Like, it, it basically, it's not saying it directly, but implying that okay, yo, Biden's gonna name her as the VP. And then you know it goes. I you know we 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 you know uh, you got the Stacey Abrams here and all that, and then it's supposed to lead into that. And then Joe Biden goes, yeah, she's a wonderful person and all that type of stuff. Complimented her. Then he moved on to the bigger fucking point, the with bigger news. And then somebody online, you know, because they edit it now, like you know, you can like zoom in with the edits and all that type of shit. Somebody online like zoomed in on Stacey Abrams' face where. She's kind of smiling, trying to maintain a smile, but you can tell she is disgruntled that she wasn't named the VP. And, like, that's, like, when you go back in promo packages of, like, this whole Joe Biden storyline. Like, that will be, like, like for like for whatever Stacey Abrams' fucking journey is going to be, like, in the promo package of what's her life, that's going to be one of the fucking things that they show, like, you know what I mean, where they, they zoom in and then, you know, it goes, then she went on the dark side, kind of, like, you know what I mean, like, like that's going to symbolize something, but those things are always, see, again, like, stuff like that, it's like, it's like, that stuff is reality show shit, basically, you know what I mean, like, that, that, that shit is reality show shit to me, and again, like, I, I don't know every single thing about it, but I can just see when the storylines are, like, even when, like, uh, what's her name, Simone, Simone D. Sanders, like, people were praising her for, like, um, basically being a bodyguard for Joe Biden at his rally, and it was like, you know, and, and listen, it did look badass, the way she just grabbed the person and she fucking took him out, but she shouldn't be put in the front line, so, like, like again, like, that guy from Champagne Sharks, he he pointed out like on his on his YouTube streams, by the way, where he was talking about like how people were fucking you know praising this, and it's like why would you put like the like like a, a black woman like that in the front line when you have fucking bodyguards and you have fucking security, and it feels like one of those more like so like it feels like all these fucking blue check marks and all these establishing people are playing obvious villains, so it was like it was supposed to create that fucking discourse essentially. That's what I fucking think, you know. Again, I could I could be completely wrong on on on, on all the stuff that I'm talking about. Um, again, I'll read up more on Ronan Farrow. You know what I mean? Sometimes I, I I just don't know. I I don't know if he was ever one of the kids that was abused. I I I don't think he was. I could be wrong. Maybe I think it was Dylan that may have been whatever. Right. So I don't know. It, well, like, cause again, because he just came out of nowhere as well. Like he was just propped up out of nowhere and maybe he's been around but it just felt like he's kind of been out of nowhere and all that and i guess he's a representative representative of the fucking of the of the of the what represents good essentially with uh with uh this uh you know some of these sex abuser cases and all that type of shit um what else did i have um how about that rapper gunna I guess now it's his turn to. I guess I guess one of his propaganda things that he did has to resurface. Now he is on Crime Stoppers, and apparently, I don't know what the details completely are. But whenever I see that somebody is getting called a snitch and all that, it's like it's like one of their prop. It's like one of their initiations into the system that's going to be brought up. So like everything from your past, essentially, 
is brought up. Even though, like, like the, the, the entire system, to me, I think everyone in it, even some of the people who are more, like, a little bit militant and all that, a little bit, I believe some of them are, you know, I, I believe everyone has is, is, is an agent to some fucking degree. Or, or has done something like that, you know what I mean? And then we all chastise, and then we, 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 we pick and choose who we can fucking, you know, laugh at, you know, and become the brunt of the jokes. And it's like, it, it's like, it's, it's such a waste of time because you can address the whole situation, but like you're basically picking and choosing different characters to fucking talk to. Case in point, Lana Del Rey. Uh, apparently, she's canceled now. And the thing is, I don't know much about Lana Del Rey. I, 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 I mean, I heard some of her music and all that. But it always seems like when someone tries to say something, um, like, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, like, for example, like, she was talking about being frustrated about, like, you know, the, uh, about the other people's music and all that. And she said she won't be allowed to be sexually liberating on her fucking, you know, she can't let her sexuality be liberating on her music or something like that. And it was kind of like a backhanded fucking thing to, like, some of the female rappers and all that. So automatically she's fucking canceled and then people will go, oh, 6 9 you guys love. But I don't think the same crowd that's shitting on Lana Del Rey is hyping up fucking... Six nine, maybe some of them are. I don't know, but again, like you know what I mean. So I, again, I don't know what, what, what uh, records of shadiness Lana Del Rey has fucking done. Um, let me let, let me look. Hold on a second. Um, let me try to look at some of the stuff right here. Hold on. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. We really put Lana Del Rey backlash. Let me see what comes up. I'm very toned down. Okay, so the in- I'm gonna read the Independent. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a piece of it from the Independent. Hold on. Let this fucking shit load. Oh jeez, man. You know. But I, I, but as I was trying to say is that you know, like 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 th- these are the people that are being used. Uh, f- to like for the next evolution of the storylines, you know what I mean. Oh my god. Okay, Lana Del Rey is facing criticism over comments she made about the music industry and other female singers. The artist initially spoke out on Instagram saying something feels like f- feels as though she gets crucified or accused for glamorizing abuse with her song, she wrote in part. Now that Doja Cat, Ariana Grande, Camila, Cardi B, Kalani, Nicki Minaj, and Beyonce have had number ones with songs being about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied and feeling beautiful um, by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified for, say, I'm glamorizing abuse. And it seems like one of these storylines, I guess, I guess she's supposed to be playing the white entitled women, I guess. While some agree with the singer, other criticize her remarks, deeming them tone deaf and disappointing. I'm disappointed model Tess Holiday wrote on her Instagram next to a broken heart with a sobbing emoji. I guess, I guess she's, you know, I guess her, I guess her fucking opinion means something, I guess. The women you mentioned are all, all but one are, are color, 
of women of color, um, black and brown, women are not the reason for the negative criticism in the music industry. Someone else commented in that part. The success of those have nothing to do with you. They're not even in the same genre as you. Why even mention them? And then the person wrote, come on, you should know better. You, you, you could have gotten your entire point across without dragging other women by, by name. Be mad at the game, not the players. I mean, that's I guess that's, you know, partly true, essentially. You know what I mean? You should. But, like, the thing is, is, like... Maybe she's just going. I, again, I again, I don't have any fucking investment in it, but I just always find it fascinating. Uh, you know, she, you know, she also became the topic of discussion on Twitter. Lana didn't drag anyone, but to be honest, she could, she proved her point in a better way. All the women that she named have been through backlashes because of their works. One person tweeted, "She's not the only one going through it." Women in the so maybe this is like a a, a case of. Of, of her becoming a heel because she's playing the fucking white entitled woman who thinks that she is getting the brunt of everything. You know what I mean? Cause I, 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 I don't think, uh, um, was it Lana Del Rey that got, that made a joke that people were shitting on? Who, 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 who was, uh, with 21 Savage? Uh, or who, who was the one? Let me put the I'm put. There was a person that put. There was a person that did a joke. Um. Let me. I'm putting it in. Let me, let me see. It wasn't Taylor Swift, could it? Demi Lovato, you know, Demi Lovato. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was Demi Lovato. I, again, see, it's not, I, I don't know the difference between some of these fucking people sometimes, man. I can't, I can't keep up sometimes, you know, again, Kelly Bundy syndrome, you know what I mean? Um, how about, uh, you know, um, uh, I did the, I did Gunna, I did tweets, Lana Del Rey, Stacey Abrams. I mean, we talk about how par- the Parallel Worlds thing came out this week, which fucking fueled my conspiracy theories on on, on top of the death, which I kind of talked about in my previous one. But that's kind of weird. Like, these things have existed, but now NASA... I guarantee you the narrative now, because NASA is telling us this now, that people are going to think like the moon landing, that this can't be happening. Like, we're not far advanced enough, and they're just lying about that. When in actuality, like, this could actually be, you know, one of these hidden truths that they're pointing out. And maybe, that, like, I mean, it's not, again, on purpose. Maybe some of these people that are dying are going to that parallel world, maybe. Maybe we're going into a new world. I don't know. But I always felt there was something weird. Even with my dreams and all that type of shit, I felt like there was, like, something going on with that shit. I, I always felt like there was something, you know, weird with the dreams and it felt like I was actually experiencing them, and it actually felt like there were some real-life consequences, people telling me things that I find out in real life later on. I don't want to specify specific things, but, like, it'll just, you know what I mean? Like, one time in my dream, I, I came home from something, and I uh, I was told, like, in, in my dream that um, people in my house were gone out, and then I came in unsuspectingly without the system tracing me, and I went in, and I saw clones of people 
Like, I saw, like, I saw the people in my house actually leave. And then I came in, and I saw their clones in the fucking house or something like that. And it was just a weird fucking dream. Like, sometimes I, I used to jot down my dreams, but, like, now it's just, like, I take them for what they are. And maybe uh, something is being accomplished. But sometimes I have good ones, sometimes I have bad ones. And I, you know, I've gone through those fucking stories, you know what I mean? Where, like, like some of these dreams were fucking, like, you know. I've, like, talked to, like, for example, like, after the Howard Stern beef... Um, in one dream, I was, uh, I remember, uh, maybe because they're preparing me to, to hate Howard for real in my real life. Maybe it was like a training exercise in my head, but like, uh, you know, for a couple of years I was in the dream, I would be hanging out with Howard and them. Like I would be at like the Hamptons thing and all that. Like, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, we're all going through the plans of what the storyline is essentially kind of in a way, right? Within this dream. And then one time, I remember I just got kicked out of the thing, and I was banned from Howard uh, Hampton's place and whatever. And then a couple years later, uh, suddenly we reunited uh, at a random fucking gathering with like a lot of other fucking you know, um, you know, soldiers that have regular jobs and all that, and um, some of the and then some of the fucking people uh, who are in the upper echelon kind of. And uh, Howard, I was like, yo, I, I missed you, buddy. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you too, kind of. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, like, these things seem kind of real. And I wonder if this is some fucking parallel world, man. Because I, I don't know. I, I, I don't fucking trust it completely. I don't, I don't, I don't trust it completely. You know what I mean? Uh, I, 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 you know, I just, I just, it makes my fucking, it makes, it makes my theories even more wild. When you're basically telling it, and like even like the alternate realities and stuff like that, that's always been like a scientific thing. It just did not promote it, like as like main science and all that. But I'm sure you know when you have Elon Musk coming out, and I don't even understand all the fucking shit that's going on with him. I, I never really, I used to look at him as a billionaire and he does Tesla, but apparently he's asking like his workers to get to work and all that. So I guess he's supposed to be the villain. I just, I just, I just when I started reading more about him was when he when somebody used. Uh, the um, w- w- one of his fucking products to go help the people that were stuck in a fucking in a in a cave from like when they were in a on a on a ship or something like that or the, or I forget what the situation was and he called and the guy who was criticizing the product that he was using to go and save these people because it was kind of small or something and then Elon Musk called him a pedophile <laughs> you know what I mean like you know what I mean and, and people were like you know. <laughs> and then he named his kid something which I don't even fucking understand, understand what. So I don't know much about it. I, I kind of rely on Leslie Lee and Jack Allison to kind of update me on, like, some of the pretentiousness. Because, like, I that, that's when I see, okay, this is where the storyline and stuff like that, like, 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 that kind of shit is going. With, like, Elon Musk now becoming the, you know. And then you have, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos still making, like, the Amazon workers still work and all that type of stuff. And then people are kind of starting striking against these type of fucking, you know, because, uh, like, they're being forced to work, and there's, like, I think somebody got coronavirus in the fucking warehouse and all that type of shit, and they're still working. So it, fe- it feels like, like, again, all these fucking elitist types are all making decisions and being so fucking transparent where we're supposed to be calling it out, essentially. Uh, so I, 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 I covered the Periscope. I covered Ronan Farrow, Rogan... Uh, Twitter new option. Um, Twitter new option coming out. Uh, Parallel worlds. Stacey Abrams. Lana Del Rey. 
the two uh, gonna. So yeah, I ha I have uh, I have Seth Rollins addressed Cornette. And I have um, the word contrarian being a slur now. And I have, the, I guess, the community table read. I can, yeah, so I'll get into the, uh, I mean, I'm a fan of community. Probably one of the last shows I can actually really remember. Like, even I can remember. I, I thought they were doing a new fucking episode. But they're doing the one, the, the, they're, reading, they're reading the script of the last episode that, um, that uh, Donald Glover was a part of. And I just, I just like, they got, they got, they got the guy, uh, Pablo from, uh, the, the, Man, the, uh, the Mandalorian to be the fucking representative of, uh, Pierce, basically, and him laughing about saying the word semen, because it's, like, so often, uh, this case of, this, uh, this, uh, this bottle of semen or something like that, he kept saying it for different, because, like, that, that wasn't the script, so I thought, oh, shit, that's fucking, you know, it, it was kind of funny, and then they did a Q&A afterwards, which was good. It was good to see the community fucking crew. It was good to see uh, a vet Nicole Brown um, um, playing a likable character because the one that she's been playing on Twitter has been fucking the quite the quite the opposite. You know what I mean? It kind of made me miss her. It made me kind of you know. Um, but yeah, it was kind of cool to see like you know everyone uh, back. Even Dan Harmon. I I got into a couple. Of, Dan Harmon used to argue with Glenn Greenwald, and listen, I don't trust everything Glenn Greenwald says. I think a little bit he has to be a little bit compromised, but he's more truthful than the rest of them a little bit. And you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know what I mean? I, I like the shit that he would say because he would actually stand up to U.S. imperialism. But him and Dan Harmon kind of were getting in, getting into it. And I kind of defended Greenwald. And then Harmon fucking just snapped on me. And I and I was, I was listening to his podcast. And when he snapped on me, I was like, yo, you know what, man? Go fuck yourself. Don't fucking talk to me like that. Like, at least try to address me. I'm just fucking saying, like, why are you, like, um, basically making it seem like he's the one that's shady and not the side that you're on? Unless there's some fucking hidden shit that you, you guys aren't telling me. So me and fucking, you know, Dan, so, so Dan Harmon and that crew, they seem like pretentious you know, assholes sometimes. But the guy is a fucking genius with, you know, community and Rick and Morty and all that. And again, like, listen, man, like, and again, the reason, the reason why I, I, whenever somebody is labeled an asshole, I always wonder if the guy is, like, a legit asshole, or if it's, like, somebody that's not getting along with the system. So, for, for a long time, I thought Pierce, uh, Pierce, uh, not Pierce, Chevy Chase, I'm thinking about his fucking, you know, his, his, his name in the fucking community, like, he was being labeled an asshole, and I always thought, oh, okay, maybe because the system, uh, you know, uh, is, is, is going against him a little bit and all that. But I think that's kind of him turning out to be a villain. And now he's giving you a bunch of fucking stories where he doesn't get along with different cast members of different fucking groups and all that type of shit, you know? It, it is what it is, man, you know? It, um, it is what it is with that, you know? But, again, it was just cool to see them doing that, you know? It was cool to see them uh, uh, doing that, Um I I missed the fucking show. I I'm, I'm hoping that they'll come for I'm hoping it will return for a movie when things are done whatever. I was hoping for a community episode with the but the thing I I forgot I forgot when Shirley left the fucking show. I forget like the other characters they I remember they added uh that one chick who was like becoming like kind of like the the leader a little bit and they added uh Again, I forget the fucking dude's name, but he's been like a voice actor for like so many different things, the black dude. 
Uh, I forget what his fucking name was, man. I, I don't want to fucking keep looking up things. But, like, you know, they added him, and he was a good fucking addition to it. Uh, I think they even added fucking... Uh, the guy who plays Mike on Breaking Bad for a bit as well, like, on one season, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> I hope, you know, they do a movie. I, I do miss I do miss that fucking show a little bit, man. You know, I, I missed... Season season one and two were probably, like, my favorite. The fr- Season three was kind of iffy, whatever, right? It was kind of iffy, season three. Um... But like the first, the first episode of that season was one of the best episodes ever, though. You know what I mean? They like they did did some fucking dark episodes that were pretty fucking that I thought were like exposing kind of truth a little bit. Um, and then I thought um, the season four obviously they called that the uh, the gas leak year, like they it was it feels like that was like a storyline written because like every show has to fucking like lose its edge kind of. And Dan Harmon, so it's like there's a storyline being created with Dan Harmon leaving the fucking show, basically, you know what I mean? And then, you know, of course, you have to make, make bad TV to show it, because that season, every everyone seemed off. It didn't seem, it didn't seem like, you know what I mean? Like, there was the first episode where Dan Harmon was not part of the show at all. They had, like, Britta's character, like, because Donald Glover and her were going out in the show, right? And then they have her character kind of pretend to sneak out. And even just the way that was directed and all that. It's like, that doesn't fit Britta's character whatsoever. Like, she wouldn't have done that perfectly. She would have messed it up because she Britta's in it all the time and all that type of shit. But it just it just seemed, like, really, really odd, really. It just everything just... It didn't have the same wit. It felt like guys that just knew kind of knew, oh, let's let's make a reference to uh, um, Dr. Str- uh, Dr. Str- um What's that fucking British... Fu- Dude, I'm forgetting all these shows. Doctor Who. Sorry, Doctor Who. <laughs> so it's like, they, they, they just forced fucking reference. Like, hey, look, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It was such a... But it was cool to see those guys, man. It was cool to see those guys doing their shit, man. Let me, let me take a little fucking break. Uh, and I'm going to come back with uh, uh, some Seth Rollins audio and some Anthony Camilla audio. Because this leads into my... Donald Trump and Howard Stern fucking talk, and I might as well react to Anthony Camilla because he, Anthony Camilla exemplifies the type of narrative I'm talking about of how not to fucking present this, and this is like the narrative that and Anthony Camilla is like you know again maybe he's on the good side but he has to deal with all the evil shit he has done, and I I say that because before he left for you know after what he got fired a couple like maybe a week or two weeks before. They were talking about how the system needs an overhaul change. And I think they're really talking in an overall change, like like we need to change shit now. And what that, to me, exemplified was that a lot of these guys were now going to play their roles, whether it be a villain or whether it's someone being a fucking good guy now. And this is like the way that they're going to get to the next evolution. Now, what will probably end up happening is maybe that represents that he has been recruited by the Trump Trump administration to be one of their fucking mouthpieces for their propaganda, essentially. That's where I see it going. But I always thought that one was odd. And I would always kind of... It was like in Louis C.K.'s fucking show, um, the, 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 the Horace and Pete, where basically, like, you know, and people talk about predictive programming, and people will pick apart all the propaganda parts, but no one will pick apart this one, where he basically says in the... One of the I think it was the last episode, where... It was mainly focused on political talk and shit, right? It was mainly focused on political talk. 
So in like the last one of the last scenes or something like that, they talk about having to vote for Trump to fucking destroy the system so they can recreate it. And I just saw I thought, wow, so that's what the the, the plan is essentially. But I didn't know how bad it would get with Trump essentially. I just thought it would be like a simple of that and then going to the next level, but apparently it has to get bad. But when some of these shows give you hidden truths like that, you know, you you, you got to pay attention sometimes, but sometimes people don't. It's like there's one, like there's one thing that people point out with Louis CK is that there's somebody with a a specific fucking beige jacket where like different characters who have who have talked about like pulling their dick out, like who talked about like somebody pulling their dick out has already had a beige jacket on and it's been happening in different fucking things it, it happened in different in different in different fucking things and the fact that they're pointing at that one out that might end up being like a fucking real life story where maybe that was based off somebody in Louis CK's past who told who maybe told him to pull it out or something like that but like yeah like just look up Louis CK beige jacket or beige coat or something like that I forget what it was, but, like, somebody on Twitter, like, had a video of it, and they, they pointed out on different fucking shows of that. So, like, you know what I mean? So, like, it just it just seems weird when they do these kind of things, because it's, like, to get a hint of what somebody, what trouble somebody's going to get into, look at the characters that they're playing on television, and then they're going to become that fucking character. Like, you know what I mean? See how many movies they become good guys and bad guys, because being a good guy in wrestling you'll go through that shit in, in real life as well. Like, people will become... Like, Hulk Hogan, even after he was a bad guy for a bit with, like, the internet crowd, and then the, when he came to WWE, he was a good guy again for... Like, you know what I mean? People, like, even like you on the internet and all that loved him. And then now he is going through his heel turn in uh, with, the, with the whole racist fucking tape and all that. So that's what you gotta look out for when you're, you know, doing these kind of things. You know, if you if you if you're in my train of thought, if not, you know, just go think logically and listen to some people who are actually smarter than me, not some fucking asshole in his mom's basement that changes like between four different fucking shirts at home because there's no point of wearing fucking great shit at home. Even I probably can't even fit in. I'm so fat now, and you know, uh, probably you know has like fucking several pairs of jogging pants. Because, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm benefiting most off this pandemic in the sense that, you know, I don't have to go out and see people regularly. So you don't have to see how ugly and fat I become. You know, I wish they'd just do a number on me right now and just, you know, end me. But, you know, apparently I'm, I'm valuable for something. I don't know what it is, but certainly not podcasting and knowing my information. But he's giving me a few minutes. I might as well just finish it tonight. You know, it's already 1.22 a.m. at night night and I'm, you know, doing a double podcast. Uh, I felt like I needed to do one. I needed to get some thoughts out of my head. Otherwise, I would just, you know. Anyways, um, just give me a second. All right, so I came back a few minutes. I'm still up a little. I, I don't feel as tired. So, you know, I'm getting there. But, you know, I just, you know what? Let's, let's just struggle through it. Uh, let's just power through it, I guess, in the best way I can. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was... Um, the, the again, you know, cause I I really do align with a lot of leftists, right, on their basic principles and you know calling out the billionaires. But like I said, I always think even like some of them have to kind of you know to get like you know some some moment in the in the sun, uh, like you know I mean even they got to be sports entertainers to some degree, and 
again, the word contrarian is is now being touted as kind of like, oh, that's, you know, it, it's like to mock people who who say that Karen or Fredo are slurs. So now, like, people are, are going, well, a contrarian should be a slur or something like that or whatever, right? And I agree to an extent that there is an establishment view that if you have the like the a differing view than the establishment, then somehow you're a contrarian. And Jack Allison broke that down, like, you know, that's implying, that's kind of stupid, you're implying that because it's the mainstream opinion that that means it's, 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 uh, you know, the, like, it's a popular opinion, that means that it's somehow, like, if, because it's a mainstream one, that it's somehow popular, you know what I mean? But I also think that it could be directed towards even people who are being labeled contrarians, because even, like, I guarantee you some of the views that I have they might view me as a contrarian because I'm I kind of like you know say stuff like 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 you know like some of these people might have to like you know like for example I see a lot of fucking third party people who are kind of who are progressive and they're a leftist but they're you know like not you know going hard at Joe Rogan I mean on certain things and and again like you you can't just say that oh he just he's just a podcast. Like the guy, cl- the guy clearly has like he's had fucking very important people fucking on, to- and he doesn't fucking counter any fucking thing. Like you know what I mean? Like he doesn't counter some shit when it- when someone's spreading racial propaganda and stuff like that. So sometimes I think that the establishment view on certain things, whether it's a TV show or something like that, I feel because it's an establishment and there's like for example, if you liked uh, Watchmen. I, again, I liked Watchmen for, for what it was because I'm not as familiar with the comic book. Now, I can understand why comic book fans of, of that fucking co- comic book specifically didn't like it. Because I can kind of see their point of like it being kind of propaganda, kind of, what, they, what they've you know, kind of called it a, a little bit. But, like, again, and then the people who are, you know, um, um, who are praising it mostly are these blue check marks that will praise it, and because they're already, like, discredited in real life, like, Damon, Damon Lindelof will, will give, like, like, some shitty opinion about fucking, you know, a politics and where he sees, where, where he sees politics, so it's easy, so then, it, so it becomes fodder to kind of criticize Damon Lindelof for that kind of stuff, if that's the view he's presenting in interviews, and then you see this product, where essentially in the last thing, what people took aim with was that, oh, um, what's holding black people's anger, is, uh, holding them back, is their anger. They gotta, they gotta let their mask down, kind of thing. Like, 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 like it's not justified to be angry or something like that. And I could see the point of view. I viewed it as like different secret societies, like uh, going at one another and all that type of stuff. Or I pretend like in that world, okay, fine, the, the, you know, being a cop isn't like the worst thing because it's explained that the, that the world has changed because of the, rep- uh, the, um, the fucking uh, rep- uh, reparation that, that, that they were given. I forget, I forget what it called them. It was Redforations, Red because Red you know, Red, Redford gave the fucking... Uh, reparations so sometimes you know some people could just fucking like it and then if they like it then you're also accused of being part of the establishment even though you kind of hate what the establishment represents but that doesn't mean they aren't gonna put out things that are fucking decent and some people who just watch it just don't 
are, are not fucking in the underground, so they don't have the fucking view that some people uh, who are, you know, far right or actual leftist, you know what I mean? So they won't see that view, you know what I mean? Because those far right people who didn't like the show. But I'm starting to wonder if those were performative people to basically make it seem like anyone who has this opinion is a contrarian like them and they're racist and all that type of shit, you know? So it's tricky when you use like the word contrarian because I do I do think that like you can criticize shit like legitimately, but I also think that a lot of people who want to have the like people act like the like the the opinion that's not fucking the uh the the actual establishment they think their opinion in some regards on on some levels to some extent it feels like 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 those people have now become kind of an establishment of their own, but, like, in a smaller dose, you know what I mean, like, in a smaller kind of dose, like, like, for example, I said, I don't care about the Justice League, uh, not just, uh, the, the Batman versus Superman, uh, director's cut or whatever, like, because I, again, I saw it for what it was, I didn't know all the fucking details about how, um, Snyder had to hand it over to Joss Whedon because, you know, his daughter, you know, committed suicide, so I just took them, again, I didn't hate the movie, I just thought, I, was, I guess because Marvel, the Marvel ones have, I guess I've been committed to those ones more than the DC ones uh, in the last decade or so. I, you know, I just, I kind of liked, like, the like the Marvel ones, even though I'm going to get fucking, you know, pelted with stones for it, but I, can't, but I understand people's criticism of it. But it doesn't mean I hated the fucking DC ones, I just thought... Maybe because I'm not avid comic book nerd, just from what I'm seeing, it just it didn't seem as as great, or whatever, right? I and again, I I liked you know the guys that were playing Superman. I like Ben Affleck as Batman, and so now it's finally come out. And see again, like people were calling for the Snyder Cut to be released, and now it, we're acting like it's some big victory, which is which is fine. But then you can be people can be honest and say that they knew that this day was coming and that they. We're just kind of preparing you for this day. Like, you know what I mean? So sometimes the people who are quote-unquote against the fucking establishment fucking, you know, stuff, whatever. That's fair. It doesn't mean that, like, people's opinions is, like, the real fucking opinion either, though. Who are labeled contrarian. I don't think you should be labeling people contrarian if they give valid critiques of why they don't fucking like a movie or a TV show. Or just something, whatever, and all that. I mean, maybe I maybe I fall in for the contrarian shit because I used to like follow people's leads and being against something that was establishment, and then uh, and then I would use it for every single thing, even things that I didn't like. For example, I still think that with the Bill Murray thing, I think because people would just be positive and, and it might be someone that I didn't fucking really uh, like. I was kind of mad at, and he's saying it, then I'll go okay. Well, I I, I don't care for. Uh, I don't care for Bill Murray. And then I'll convince myself that that's my opinion, but I'm doing that to sound cool, essentially. And, you know, I've done that. So that's why, I, from from my from my perspective, there are people that fucking do that. And I think people just don't ever want to, people don't ever want to fucking, you know, talk about that. I mean, but that's basically my point. I mean, what else can I fucking really say about it? Because, like, I mean, like, I have opinions that you can probably go, oh, Hansi's a contrarian. Because I'm not going along with leftist fucking perspective on all every fucking thing. But, but, but the thing is, and but, but my viewpoint, 
will never get highlighted. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you, you, you kind of have to sell out a little bit to be accepted within these circles a little bit. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it makes you a bad person. I'm just saying, you know. But that was basically my thoughts on the whole contrarian thing. I can uh, play some of Seth Rollins' things. I wanted to reply. I wanted to respond to some of Seth Rollins' things. It's only a two-minute clip. Um, you know, I, I I could stop it, but I mean, I I rather do the stop and start stuff with uh, the Anthony Camille clip. I know I'm gonna be here for a while with that one. Hopefully, not too long. I'll speed it up, but even speeding it up, man, it still goes fucking an hour and shit. The majority of the world, but this is the wrestling business, and this is the age. He was on Corey Graves' uh, podcast after after the bell. Of social media, and I imagine that there's probably been some negativity thrown your way. Yeah, a little bit. And you know what? It actually came from one of the more unlikely sources, and I don't really want to take too much time to get into it because one of the most unlikeliest of sources. Come on, bro. See, this is why. This is what I get fucking mad at. It's like when I'm not saying you should be misogynistic and all that, but it always comes across like when you do something like 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 that rant that he went on like like i know for for today's fucking eyes that was like fucking still bad and again like his implication of like you know she should have just you know you know stuck it out that old school mentality whatever right but it's like like he's made a bunch of racist fucking comments towards different fucking people and he's gone worse rants like I guess because she's pregnant and, and as a layer, and he's also her, his his girlfriend. But I mean, like, like again, you know, it just shows that they're, they're only offended when it affects them, not everyone, not anyone else. You know, I don't want to focus on it, but it hurt my feelings on a personal level because Jim Cornette is someone who's a legend in our industry, and he's someone that I personally worked with in my time at Ring of Honor, and for him to come out and say some real negative things, some real misogynist things about uh, women in general and pregnancy and the industry, it was just, it kind of caught me off guard. And- if my if my prediction of how, like, you know, like public figures have become heels and all that, like, this is going to be a soundbite that will be used against Seth Rollins if it's proven, like, you know, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, I'm just saying, because I'm looking at how like these these relationship storylines in real life in this reality show world we live in is played out. Cause I always find it odd that he like, he was like the guy that stepped up to Dave Meltzer when Meltzer was critiquing uh, Peyton Royce. He's you know what I mean so he got into a feud there and then you know he and then uh, he also cheated on his girlfriend and then last year. Uh, uh, Caitlyn's ex-boyfriend, you know, revealed that he would send her dick pics all the time or something like that. I don't know if that was a story or if it was just, like, you know, flirting texts and all that type of shit. I could have sworn it was a, it was a, uh, it was a fucking, uh, and, uh, um, a dick pic. So, and, and again, I, and again, they plant these seeds for a while, which, which, what, what you're gonna be part of. So when uh, he's like in uh, one of the woman matches that's supposed to be monumental in NXT, he was sitting there and he was crying, right? And I, and then I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like it's like you know for women evolution kind of thing, you know, it's like an evolution kind of thing to this, you know, the woman's world. You know, I I was buying into the neoliberal fucking way of it, just buying what the establishment was putting out. 
You know what I mean? So, and again, I, I wonder why they chose him specifically, because that was probably planned out as well. To because like you know what I mean? So Seth Rollins has, and again, he could actually be, like he could actually be crying and actually feeling the way he does about women, like he's saying. But because you know the system, you eventually turn heel. Like you turn heel in real life. I'm sure this stuff is only being plant uh, being a planted seed, so it comes back and it backfires on all of the stuff basically, if that makes sense. And it made me lose a lot of respect for someone that um, you know who a lot of people had already kind of lost respect for, and I was still holding on to hope that somewhere along the line there was a personal connection between Jim and I that you know he would think twice before making just some. He was holding out hope that he wouldn't piss him off, but uh, I mean, listen, you know, again, maybe Jim Cornette's playing a fucking character, you know what I mean? So maybe that's probably why he, did, he didn't say anything. But I mean, listen, I'm, I'm I'm probably being hard on Seth Rollins a little bit, but you know, I just I, I don't I don't know. Egregious comments about women, about my wife, that were just completely. I can't even forgive them. I don't even want to repeat them. Uh, no, it's worth repeating, and everybody that, that knows what you're referring to already heard the the he dribbled. So exactly, but I just they beat they bleeped out shit on Corey. Gra- I mean, I know it's WWE, but you think on podcasts they would let them not like let them swear a little bit, you know, whatever. From a, on a grander scale, the, the the mindset that has to go into that needs to be eradicated. It's just so disgusting, and it, you know, the more I sat and thought about it, talked about it, I knew we had this appearance coming up, and we were going to have this conversation. And I wanted to address it just because I want to make it very clear that you know this is something that I I'm so proud of my fiance of Becky of what she's doing, the courage that it takes for her at this point in her career to make a decision. Look, she's 33 years old, so once you hit 35 for women, you start running risks with these pregnancies. Right. So she she made an incredibly tough decision. She went out there on national television. She got to say things the way she wanted to do. The fact of the matter is she is the most talented woman I've ever seen in my entire life, and and she's going to be... Jeez, laying on thick there, buddy. No, I'm joking. No, see, this this is... The reason why I didn't stop it is because I guess this is like, you know, it's... He's talking, you know, about his woman, and he, you know, loves her and everything, so... There's nothing really controversial about about this at all whatsoever, but I just thought it was interesting. I thought I thought maybe I should add it in because I thought maybe I, I'm starting to grab clips sometimes for of audio, uh, so that you know maybe I could play. I was I I didn't know how long the other podcast was going to be, so I thought maybe I could you know just sprinkle this in and address it, but. It wasn't like that. It, it, Cornette didn't fucking do anything recently. So, but it's just interesting to hear that they're addressing it. And when they're addressing it, it means that, it, you know, at least on a podcast form, it's just meant to fucking create more fodder. But it symbolizes something that's happening and it's going to happen, essentially. So you should always pay attention to these small things a little bit. Because, again, it's basically not like, like a lot of things that happen are not throwaway things, essentially, you know? just fine being pregnant making money doing all right so everything that uh, jim Cornette said is complete nonsense not just for her but for women all around the globe it's just it's been honestly from the for the most part aside from what we just discussed it's been extremely positive and i think everybody's just really happy for it the last time 
Oh yeah, so so that yeah, the, the, so that was it. Now let me go again. The reason why I'm bringing the Anthony Camilla fucking clip up is because um he he addressed something that I was going to address, and the reason why I'm bringing his clip up in particular is because um I don't know if it was on his show, but he again he like he's right in certain de- degrees about Howard selling out. But then, like, he's one of those guys that will look at the old days and go, oh, no, no, it's not about bringing strippers on or whatever and all that. But, like, he'll do that kind of shit where, like, uh, he'll, 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 he'll act like, you know, having the Klansmen on is, like, some breakthrough fucking thing. Like, all these shows, like Donahue or Oprah and all these type of things, they always had, like, these controversial fucking characters that they promoted and then pretend like, well, um, you know what I mean? And then pretend like, they, like it doesn't affect anything and all that. Like, because you bring on somebody that, you know, that, like, the, the PC people are going to hate. And you bring in a Klansman just getting fucking demolished by people. So there's going to be some people who don't, like, you know, ha- like, don't, like, not that they don't know who the, what the clan is. But, like, there's going to be some people who don't have, like, a full fucking experience of what of how bad it is just some it just looks like a guy in a, in a in a funny outfit essentially so you look at that kind of like like that kind of shit and then you go oh they're getting he's, he's getting bullied he's getting bullied a little bit so i should feel sorry for him if that makes fucking sense i don't know but here's anthony camilla got you know talking about howard stern i'll speed this up too yeah, so 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 Howard has his beef going with Donald uh, Trump, President Trump. Said he should resign. Um, he's incompetent, all, all of the usual fare. And then Don Jr. said that uh, Howard uh, sucks. And, and once Artie left, that was it. The show just fucking stinks. And Howard got uh, wrong. He's not wrong in that one. And he was right. The, uh, Don- See, again, that's, that's always going to be the conservative talking point. That's when, that's when you know it's like a, a right-wing fucking Trump supporter. When it's, it's, they say that, oh, it's going to be... Um, when when Artie left, like if you're associated with Donald Trump Jr., guys, like if you really want to get this bag rolling a little bit, do some more deep cuts. You know, Howard hasn't been the same since you know he he stiffed Jackie. Howard hasn't been the same since he stiffed Jackie for, for more pay, or oh Howard hasn't been the same since. Uh, uh, you know, the time that, you know, him and Scott the Engineer had a bet for the con- uh, push-up contest. Or, you know, how about, you know, Howard hasn't been the same since uh, uh, since Billy West was uh, um, doing the fucking Jackie puppet. And, you know, Fre- Fred fucking sucks. Like, just, just fucking name drop a bunch of Stern Show references. The Stern Show hasn't been the same since the, the fight between Fred and his wife at the Rainbow Room or something like that. Don Jr. said that uh, Howard uh, sucks. And then Howard says Don Jr. is a real genius. He's like, oh, that genius? Oh, yeah, he'd be doing great without his father's money. You know, Mr. Sarcasm saying that. Don Jr. is a smart guy. He's, uh, he's, he's funny. He's personable. And, uh, yeah, you ever seen him speak? He's fucking awesome. Uh, and Howard hates okay. that uh, because it's not him. And uh, he doesn't get that kind of uh, respect, uh, even if he was on America's Got Talent. Oh, if my dad was a billionaire, I would have died 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, some credit where it's due. You can either take your parents' money and do well with it in that situation. I don't, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. That's pretty much your choice. Yeah, what's so bad about that? Like, the entire Trump family is uh, they're all doing well. There, there, there isn't this unbelievable amount of trouble going on in their lives. I see with with fuck. This is not. I'm not. Okay, this, this guy, this guy's. Oh, maybe I'm an idiot. I can't even say, uh, 
Uh, how is that word said? Biden's kid. Don't bad about that. Like the entire Trump family is uh, they're all doing well. There, there, there isn't this unbelievable amount of trouble going on in their lives. Unbelievable. Like, as, I, as I said, undoubtable for a minute. No, yeah. So again, it's, it's see again. That's one of those things where like again, Trump has done so many fucked up things since his presidency. That it gets it, it gets like really you know again I'm not talking about the mainstream media's fucking version of some of the things you know I mean like uh, like you know calling somebody fat or something like that you know or or you know, like you know what I mean like actual thing like you know like drone striking the a family member of the guy that Obama drone struck whatever and all that so Trump has done some unless he's talking about immediate trouble as in uh you know, uh, unbelievable trouble in his house, as in, like, with a wife, but, I mean, we all know that. So, again, like, Anthony tries to come across like he's some valid fucking speaker for Donald Trump, and he tries to rationalize. See, this is what, this is what's dangerous. He comes across, he comes across like Dennis Reynolds, essentially, to me. Like, his, I'm sure Dennis Reynolds watched fucking, uh, listen to Opie and Anthony and goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I I can kind of borrow, because this guy is fucking nuts. Because in the tone that he speaks, he's like an always in some in uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia character essentially. Biden's kid can kick down the military for fucking drugs and deals with China and Russia, all that shit. Like the Trumps, why first of all, yeah, why wouldn't you use the capital that your family has built up to continue doing that? What is there, some noble thing in, in saying no to taking the fucking? Of course you take it. That's what I don't understand is you're gonna get shit on for getting the money either way. And yeah. if you create something with it, they're gonna attack you for that. Or if you just blow it all, you're gonna be attacked for that with nothing left for yourself. Yeah. So you might as well take the money and do something with it. I mean, see again, like. That point, okay, that point makes sense on a surface level, but there are probably better people who can, who, who can tell you that why it's bad. I'm not one of those people that can fucking t- like tell, like, I, I'll read stuff and I'll go, interesting, but then more thoughts come into my head and I forget, but, like, that on surface, it sounds kind of reasonable. You're like, yeah, I, I guess they would, so you might as well, but I, I mean, but just because the right information isn't being put out there, there should be more and how and how to do it, you know what I mean. But again, like I I agree with them that uh, some of these people that probably say that you know they're noble, might not actually be as noble as they say they are, you know, in that regard. But again, Donald Trump is supposed to represent the evil essentially, so that's why they that's why they you know go after him a lot. The last fucking lines in Arthur's. I'll took the money. I'm not stupid. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I told her. So what did you do? I took the money. <laughs> of course, you take the money. So, so, uh, but they have this beef thing going. So, I got a call from uh, Trump's guy, from uh, Don, Don Junior's guy, and uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have Don on. Um, hopefully, oh, of course. Uh, I gotta work it out after the show. Today, That's what makes be, sense. Uh, I guess on the show, we'll have to zoom in and talk about Howard because he knows I know a lot about Stern and, and I've worked with Artie and and all. Oh, this, see, this interview is gonna fucking this interview is see. I, that's why he's been talking him up. Okay. That may, I mean, so he's, he's going to be on the Anthony Camille. Again, trust me, now the fucking, go on Anthony Camille's fucking show. And again, because Anthony is canceled. By the way, he tried to get me on his uh, network back uh, in 2014. Because he would, I would always get into arguments with him, arguments with him on, on Twitter all the time over race issues. I remember one in particular. Um... I, I when I was going because I couldn't see what he was saying, uh, so I had to see him in the alternate because he blocked me because me and him kept arguing, and then he would unblock me every few months or something like that. But now, but now his accounts are gone, and I remember like he was making everyone was making jokes about I think the the fucking like the Grammys. I think it was the Grammys or the other. I think it could have been the Oscars. I'm not sure. It was an award show. 
And I was making some, like, you know, ruthless jokes and stuff like that because everyone was trying to top each other with, like, you know, jokes. And I remember I made a Kelly Clarkson fat joke, whatever, right? And then he, he clearly watches my fucking tweet because he was making – he's implicating impl- – sorry, uh, implying that, uh, uh, oh, I could have made a Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson joke as well, but I was too busy taking a fucking shit. And and I go, well, you can still I'm, – I'm basically saying you can still – you know, make a joke and still take your shit. Like, I mean, why is that mutually exclusive? But then I was like, but then uh, one of his jokes prior was like when he was going on rants about people who doesn't like. It's normally always like black actresses or black singers. He'll always be one of those guys that doesn't say that he can't find any of these women attractive and all that type of stuff. And people like back then, I, like you know, a couple like like maybe like five, like, not like not ten, not five, ten years ago. I would go, hey, that's not racist, it's, it's his preference and all that, but the way that some of these guys who specify that they're not into a specific fucking uh, uh, race or ethnicity, it's like they have to, like, let you fucking, like, if, if, if that's not like what attracts you, like, I, I mean, that's cool, but the fact that, like, you say it and then you'll, like, act like anyone's insane for being attracted to a black woman. So he was basically saying, oh, uh, oh good lord, Alicia Drums. In one of, in one of his tweets, and I go, yeah, well, um, yeah, my Kelly Clarkson joke may not have been the best, but I mean, who can top Alicia Drums? And he blocked me from that. But then when he got fired, again, you know, I, I believe Anthony is a connected guy too, because when I was feuding with him during that 2014 thing, and again, there was one guy in Opie and Anthony's subreddit that got was like fucking with like you know like their family, like like his brother, his leech brother Joe, and him. And then, uh, and then eventually, like I think, like they 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 fuck with that guy, and the guy ended up like he stole something, and then he drove off, and then his kid something happened to his kid, his kid died, and he got arrested, right? And I always thought that there was something odd about that fucking uh, that I was always thought there was something odd about that story, the way I think at least, and I wonder if he was like put in a position to do that because he was pissing off, he pissed off, like the Camille essentially. So one time I was at, I was at the gym and then I go I go from the gym, and I go I go to get my I, I after the gym, I after doing something healthy I go do something unhealthy by going buying smokes, and this is around the same time that me and Anthony were feuding, and uh, uh kind of and then all of a sudden, some kid runs up to me, and he has money in his hand and he goes hey can you go and buy me cigarettes. And I go, nah, man, that's not, I go, I go, listen, I'm not buying you a cigarette, you know what I mean, you're too young and all that type of shit. And then the kid looked like, he like nodded, like, okay, yeah, that's good, like, 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 like I didn't fall for a trap, essentially. So I kept bringing that up, and then uh, Anthony would fucking, you know, mock me about that, kind of in a way. And I mean, we would argue that he followed me, and I think that he was, you know I mean, he was basically on other alt accounts. Basically, fucking, you know, and the people that were, were were with him were basically, like, harassing the shit out of me. And I think he was trying to get me on his panel. Uh, was trying to get me on his on his, on his his show, essentially. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to fucking do it. He didn't officially offer me, but it was, it was like, actually, it felt like that was a direction. And, I, and again, I didn't want to rehab a fucking guy that just fucking had a racist, a racist meltdown, which was probably on purpose, by the way, you know. <laughs> Always felt that way. I always felt that way that, you know, that, that was Anthony's way of getting exited out of the system.
that stuff. So uh, I think it'll be a, a lot of fun. I'll, I'll tweet when, when we're going to be doing it, but it's going to be sooner than later, that's for sure. I like Don. He's excited. to do our show, uh, the O&A show, and we had a lot of fun with him. He's a happy gun guy. We always talk guns and uh, shit like that. This was before uh, Trump's election. So uh, looking forward to that. You know, get that. Because I, I guess something. I, you talk about how you lost your guns. And again, with um, with with him going there, because whatever Trump Jr. does, it's going to be highlighted of whose show he's doing. So I'm guaranteeing you this is what's going to happen with all the stuff that happened with Anthony Camille about, you know, letting letting Artie work while on heroin and beating that woman that he had, you know, and fucking dating underage, like, you know, girls in high school and potentially, you know, saying something like I would go low as 13. But at the time, even when, like, you know, I was unsure if he meant that, I, I just thought he was just being an edgelord. Cause like you know you and that's, and that's, and that's the kind of jokes you have to fucking make, but like that I guess now is what I know he like dates high school girls and all that type of shit. It just seems fucking creepy. So I wonder if the and again apparently his guns got taken away like out his from uh, when he was like arrested like back in two thousand. Uh, I think it was the end of two thousand fifteen essentially. You know. In the Washington Times today. That was the article. If you want to pop it up about Howard, like Howard, just—I mean—he's so separated from the reality of who he is, who he was, his audience. Like he doesn't even care anymore. Ooh, Robin, even, I can't even make fun of his dark hair. <laughs> I can't even make fun of his hair. But even if you dislike Trump, which is fine. Yeah. Why would you shit on a guy who you know personally? That's the part I don't understand. Yeah. Like he's been to the weddings. He's right. a family friend. You know. See, the fact that these guys are amping up this. Again, like I said, they're making it seem like Howard has sold out, which he did for the neoliberals. But they're acting like he, you know, um, he's shitting, like he, what it represents is that he's shitting on the fucking side of, like, the ignorant. He's shitting on the side of the, uh, 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 and, and the, the ignorant who, the ignorant Trump supporters are supposed to be, like, these, uh, people fight, fighting against the system, essentially. So they're supposed to be representing that. And, uh, they make it seem like they're, like, because, like, back then, the stuff that was seen as, you know, the edgiest and and being free and all that, that's what they're putting on, that's what they're putting on Howard, um, because he doesn't do that anymore, he doesn't fucking, you know, go on rants against Muslims and he doesn't shit on celebrities and all that type of stuff. That that's what makes him the cello when he was a cello because he was a fucking government agent in my personal opinion, and I get you any I bet you any money those people in Hollywood always liked Howard and just they didn't want to do his fucking show or say anything about him because they know the repercussions would have been probably bad. So I guess when and again it goes back to my other podcast where I talk about the dark side, Howard eventually crossed over and. Again, there was a change behind the scenes, the real behind the scenes. And then now, like, you know what I mean? But then it symbolizes that, you know, he's joined the pretentious fucking club. And like I said, the most that we'll probably hear is that he might be a fucking Trump guy. And he was fooling his Hollywood friends. Or maybe all of these Hollywood friends are are still fucking Trump people as well. Meaning that did he convince them as well? So I I also I I always thought that the feud between Anthony Opie and Anthony, like it, like they were allowed to be those guys like even though they may have seemed like they got a gag order against them and all that type of shit. 
it always seemed like those guys, I, I even said that they, they probably know Howard and they probably hang out with Howard or whatever. You know what I mean? So th- they're basically setting that up for Howard to, like, like it'll probably be revealed that Howard is um, putting them, putting these guys up to it as well. Because I do believe he, he is a lot more powerful. And he is, like, officially going to be part of that clique. But he's just pretending to be a fucking neoliberal right now. But at his core, he could actually be a fucking, a genuine good guy who had to do evil shit. But now he knows he has to play that role. So, again, it's making it obvious. And it's, it's hard. It would be easier if, this, if, if the next part of this fucking storyline was established. So that I can tell you what part of it was planned, essentially, you know? So why would you? I just don't. I guess I just don't get that. Because what's more important to Howard than even his own fans anymore is being accepted with all those people like Ellen and Rosie and Jennifer and Brad and all the Hampton fucking cunts that are out there. Those are all the people that he wants them to see what he's saying and text them and call them and go, "Wow, yeah, Howard, you got a voice. You showed him. Like that's what he wants. He doesn't can't give a fuck what his fans think anymore." See again, he's acting like. See again, he misrepresents it like he's uh, aligning with uh, Ellen and all them, but Ellen just chilled with fucking George Bush. So like those people are, you know what I mean, and and they're making it seem like being a fucking on the left is a bad fucking thing. So they show the pretentious neoliberals who get to represent what the left is, and you think because he's calling, see, and that's maybe maybe that's part of Anthony's good guy side, uh, calling out some of these neoliberals, but he's gonna just say the left, and then he'll then twist it into his racist fucking. Uh, um, xenophobic type of shit that, you know, he probably does, you know? His, his whole career doesn't run on ratings anymore. If it, when it was ratings, he fucking treated his fans like, like uh, you know, they were the, the most important things on Earth. But now it doesn't matter how many people are actually listening to him, not listening. That's true. Him. He gets a paycheck from SiriusXM. It has nothing to do with how many subscribers are there for him or how many subscribers the platform has for 80s on 8. It doesn't fucking matter. They're going to continue to pay Howard Stern money regardless of how many people don't like him and don't listen to him anymore. And that's what's important to him now, is being accepted by all those fucking Hollywood shitheads that we see every day. But even a lot of the Hollywood shitheads, like you mentioned Brad Pitt or whoever, they're playing a game they have to play. They're doing what they have to do to stay. Like Their, their goal was to be in Hollywood. They didn't right. create their own thing. They went to something, they played by their rules, and they come, they're arguably, I'd say, pretty goddamn successful. Yeah. So they have to play by that rule. So every now and then when you bother Brad Pitt, he's probably got to be like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, I don't know. He's awful. Hey. Whatever. You know, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to play that game. And I don't care. And you can look at it and say, well, that's not being your own person, whatever. They don't want to be. They play other people for a living. That's their job. Yeah, they want to not be themselves. Right. They, you don't want to know the real them. Yeah, yeah. That's why people don't like when celebrities like Alyssa Milano speak out because she, truthfully, let's be honest, she ran out of work and needed something to do. Again, see, the, they shit on the like the right the right neoliberals, but then they do it like, oh, um, Alyssa Milano, they have anything else to do. No, you know, she probably did some good fucking shit because. You should give back in some way if and and try to get a voice out, um, for um, because because you assume that by sitting there and doing ignorance, that you're not really adding it. You're like oh, you're well, you're you're not being pretentious, but you're also being pretentious and being that fucking guy that oh look, I gotta go against the Hollywood, even though Hollywood's not liberal, it's neoliberal at most. So when they point out like all these people, it makes it seem like. Only the Trump supporters <laughs> were the ones that were keeping it real. You know what I mean? They're talking about playing a game, like, and he's gonna watch. You're gonna say something about Howard right now about playing the game or something. So she started bothering people, bothering people, and half the country was like, "Yeah, I agree," because I don't know, I don't have my own thoughts. I jacked off to her when I was younger. Sure, I'll agree. She got tits. Nice big fucking tits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's just bored. I mean, I understand playing the Hollywood game if you want to be in the Hollywood system. Yeah. But he didn't have to be. He created something himself in New York that he built up on the. 
See, again, okay, again, I give Howard props because he did create something, you know, of his own. But then there's always going to be stories that, like, you know, he stole from Steve Dahl or, or, someone, or someone else like that. You know what I mean? Like, he, 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 people will, uh, will, will use that, right? And they'll say that, oh, he was just always genuine because he shit on Hollywood. And he, was, wasn't afraid, he wasn't afraid of being politically incorrect. But, like, that, like, he he didn't fucking play, he, he played the game as well, just like these clowns are playing the fucking game, b- b- by putting out some of the most ignorant shit, I'm just saying that, I'm not saying that dark humor can be funny, but I'm just saying that, like, some of the shit was propaganda, like, and, and it's clear as day to me, at least, uh, in my personal opinion, with that, with, uh, with 9-11 being an inside job, uh, you know, in my personal opinion, again. And in my personal opinion, Howard, you know, being there. Just like, you know, all all these guys. That's what I'm saying. It's like wrestling. These guys all are friends together and shit. Color ideology. But he couldn't get in with that crowd being Howard Stern, 1995, 96, Howard Stern. He couldn't get in to that group. They they knew who he was. Yeah, but he, he still had... Dude, he was hanging out with still... Like, dude, he was still hanging out with celebrities back then, even. Like you know what I mean? He's he's still like again the like, he he was still a part of it. Like 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 do, do, do these guys not realize that being part of show business is like like Hollywood like the show business extends to fucking radio. This is what like like it's like it's like that whole Ben Shapiro like Ben Shapiro and fucking uh, Jordan Peterson. They fucking have uh, uh, people from the talent from talent agencies, from like you know from entertainment shit. These guys are all part of fucking show business, man. He'd do his show. Uh, but, but he was too toxic. He was just too toxic. When you have someone get Gary the retard on, when the KKK guy is on your fucking show, when all that made it like, keep arm's length with Howard, you know? He's he's in the entertainment business, but we can't let him in. And then he started getting in and had to disavow everything he did to make him that Howard Stern. And now it's a completely different guy. And, and like I said, it's fine if you... Anthony misses the KKK guy, I guess. Row out of that. And I understand you don't want to be in your 60s uh, having new girls running around your studio like a throw baloney at them. Uh, I get it. It doesn't, it doesn't look good. But to totally disavow what you had done so you fit in with Hollywood to tell Gilbert Gottfried that he's not even allowed on the show anymore. Not even tell him to have your assistant tell Gilbert Gottfried he's not allowed to be on your show. Gilbert Gottfried, who arguably one of Howard's greatest guests consistently, when you heard Gilbert was going to be on the show, you didn't. I agree with that. Gilbert Gottfried, one of the funniest guests there they ever had. But even that, like even that, I feel is a storyline in some fucking way. Well, we meaning that there had to be several people that get cut off from the fucking show, and I feel like because. Maybe Gilbert and all the Artie and all these guys are gonna be revealed as Trump supporters. They they had to fucking make it seem. Sorry for burping there. I, I couldn't control it. I held it in as much as I could. But yeah, he they, they had to make it seem like some like Gilbert was like the one that was getting fucking banned from there. So like it it kind of adds people to support him. It adds the levels of to of support. For him, because they feel he was wronged, but I I really don't buy that he was really banned. I just you know what I mean. They, I, I, again, and and they let me in with all these fucking characters as well. Essentially, is sometimes which I think is done on purpose because then they put me in with some of you guys that might be Trump supporters as well. You know, your fucking vehicle. 
until the show was done because it was hilarious. Right. And then to just go, yeah, he can't be on anymore because he says things that offend. Me. Here's what's interesting about Stern. And yeah, he had a movie. He was successful. He was yeah. doing MTV. He was something a little outrageous, but Hollywood used him. The second they needed to promote a film, uh, he could get anybody in that he fucking wanted, any star he was already in. He wanted to be more. And the problem with Stern was once he did push out all that shit. I remember a very specific interview where he had, um, oh, uh, sorry, Ben Stiller, uh -huh. and Owen Wilson had attempted suicide, and he started basically agitating Ben Stiller and being really shitty, like, come on, why did you try to kill himself? And he's like, Howard, I really asked you not to talk about this. Oh shit. And that wasn't for people like, can say that's radio gold. That is a shitty thing to do. That's uh, just a shitty thing to do. And it didn't have the, uh, the charm of uh, maybe Artie was selling at the time. I don't remember, but you saw it that once he got rid of, started getting rid of a lot of the old stuff, it became more cruel. Mm. And I think that he's attempted to pull back on that so much that he's trying that he's becoming Ellen, and that's what bothers me. Is it's like I understand that he probably felt okay, maybe I am becoming an asshole. So maybe yeah, I don't know who the, I don't know who this guy is because I don't listen to Andy Camille. But this guy, I, I, I mean, he, he's, he's, if you take out Anthony Camille, he must be a fucking right wing guy. But, I mean, he's making, he, this guy's at least making a little bit more sense than Anthony is. And again, like I said, maybe because Anthony is become, is, has become the villain. So maybe like Anthony, because like Anthony is a smart fucking guy. But, and I honestly, as much as I fucking, you know, dislike the guy's politics. And, you know, him, you know, going out with fucking, you know, people in high school. I mean, the the, the the guy is fucking funny. But it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, he he's, he's like, basically the scumbag fucking character. That, like, now his Illuminati bill is basically being run out. And now, you know, you, he's, like, still... He's not as relevant anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Both Opie and Anthony have both fallen off. But, like, I feel like the, the, they're going to be... With guests like Donald Trump Jr., you know, this guy's very much still in the establishment, uh, the right-wing establishment, you know what I mean? But this guy, I don't know who he is, but he's he's actually, you know, like, at least he's acknowledging that, you know, Howard was disrespectful uh, like with the whole Owen Wilson thing. You know what I mean? At least he's actually saying that, you know, even back then, he, he, he his rude and crude shit was, like, not, it, it crossed the fucking line. I can step back a little bit, but the right. second he got that America's Got Talent thing, he got this taste of mainstream that he had never had before, which was that he craved, I mean, which was essentially a Foxworthy level sort of fame where kids will run up to you, you know, and he yeah. never had that. So it was a taste of something different. So he liked that because now he's, oh, I can grow out of this, I can let go of all that, we can pretend it never happened, and he doesn't realize that's not what people enjoy about <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's not what people enjoy. He, my opinion is he, like I said, Howard knows his thing is going down. So he, he basically did that gig. And that was supposed to create a new storyline story that, you know, his, his, like, he, he wanted one last payday from that shit. And then he knew that, that the ratings were going to be down. He would, like, d deny it. And it, it would be, it, it would represent that Howard is not as important as people think he is anymore because the ratings are down for that fucking reason. And then the storyline was that, you know, uh, Simon got him, uh, wanted him out. And I, I bet something will happen to Simon, in my personal opinion. Um, like, you know, with a scandal or something like that. He'll still bring on a, a Simon impersonator to fucking, you know, talk shit to. Or he'll have Marianne from Brooklyn call in and say something shitty about fucking Simon. That's, that's it right there. He doesn't understand that, but he doesn't care. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be the guy that's accepted in Hollywood and says all that. Like, I remember not very long ago, he said he'd never vote Democrat again. Like, he called the Democrats communists and said he'd never vote for them again. Right. Are, are you that fucking wishy-washy in your own mind that you, you can switch back and forth like that? Yes. And yeah, I guess so. Maybe it's being a chameleon, whatever it takes, you know? Well, no, you're right. It's just with him, I don't really see the point, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. see the point of throwing away your entire legacy. I understand saying, look, I realize Gary the Reach. He threw away his legacy when he got on the fucking airwaves, all right? When he was in fucking, uh, when he was in D.C., Oh, he was Hopalong Howie. That's when he, you know, 
and stuff was lowbrow, but it was a different time. Called Carrie the Conqueror after that. Know, but yeah. That's how, I don't know, the Whack Pack guys, it was <coughs> pure abuse and harassment of people that weren't quite right in his audience. Oh, it was Beetlejuice not there. Beetlejuice. I mean, and we all remember the first time. Like, he, the guy comes on and he's, he goes, ah, he looks like Beetlejuice. The little black guy in Beetlejuice with the little head. And you're like, holy fuck. Remember the first time they came up with Baba Booey? Like, all that shit. And then to just, you know, throw it all away and be like, oh, Marcy Turk said that we shouldn't do that anymore and I should be more of a respectful Hollywood type. No, again, the, see, the, I give them props because they were the, the original guys that brought up, you know, I wrote it on my birthday, too, in 2013. I was listening to radio because I don't have a life. But it was, like, in the morning time, right? And then, I, you know, I remember, like, they were talking about this was the first time they actually, like, really, like, made mention in detail about, like, what's going on behind the scenes in some regard. Like, yeah, like, that there's somebody that's giving Howard advice. I, I, I honestly, listen, she could be someone that's playing a part, but Howard fucking ultimately des- decides. I don't know what the narrative is going to be that maybe Howard uh, was, um, maybe Howard was, um, uh, maybe Howard was, uh, what was I going to say, uh, it, it, it has been brainwashed. But I feel like there's even, like, a layer that's not being talked about with that. You know, I, I just don't know. But I guess I wanted to play the clip because I know this... Uh, the- and he bought into it. He just bought into it. And then to bash Trump. What's, what the fuck is Trump doing that's so terrible? It's not so much bashing Trump, though. I understand. Look, you can you can go after see, power. I don't see anything wrong with that if you're doing comedy. Sure. See, he's the type of guy that if you bring up the valid th- points at what, what Trump has been doing, systemically at least, or his administration... Maybe he's talking in code because in actual reality, Donald Trump himself is not doing it. You know, it's the system that does it, but he's the figurehead, right? So, I mean, in that regard, but if you point out, like, some of the things that he's done, hey, you know, he's, you know, shot a, he killed one of, like, you know, a leader in, 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 uh, in, in, uh, he shot, like, some, he shot a fucking leader in fucking Iran or something like that. I think it was an Iraqi leader that got shot. I don't know. Um, uh, I forgot who got shot. Dude, see, the news goes by so fast, you, you forgot who got fucking killed. I, I can't remember anything, but, like, he'll probably just justify it. You know what I mean? He's one of those... It's like, those are the type of Trump supporters I can't talk to because they will just justify... Ju- justify anything that Trump has done, essentially. Like him, he wants to tease him, whatever. Yeah, that's true. But to call people who like him idiots, that's what I hate about now, is anybody that doesn't have your exact belief structure is somehow stupid. That's, an idiot. that's not the reality. So you're telling, you know half your audience that they are idiots for their beliefs just because they're different than his. That's yeah. dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's, and he couldn't actually debate that because he doesn't have anybody on his show who would debate him. No, he's had yes men and a yes woman with him his entire career. And what made Stern great was he doesn't need them. He still doesn't need them if he wanted to debate. He just won't. Right, he, he, he will never have a serious uh, debate. Or I, I don't understand how people say he's such a great interviewer, too. He's really, like you said, it usually comes out of some bullying, more so than really probing questions. Like, yeah. his probing questions is, are made, at least they were, I don't know what he does now, quite frankly, were to make people very uncomfortable. And not in a good way. Not like a, a journalist would interview someone and get some real tough questions. I remember he made... Uh, what was her name? The girl from the first season of uh, SNL, Gilda, Gilda Radner. Yes, he had Gilda Radner on years ago. Oh yeah, like the eighties. Might have even been at Andy's or the very beginning of K Rock. And he probably Gene Wilder's dick or something, wasn't he? Some sort of. Yeah, he, but he made her cry and run off, run out of the studio, like in tears. She's dying of breast and, cancer. And yeah, she's like dying of cancer. He's asking her all kinds of shit that I'm sure she, you know, didn't want to be. And some of these motherfuckers, like, like when Paris Hilton walks in and says, "I don't want you to talk about this, 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 and this," and it's all there is to talk about. Yeah. So, so like, see again, like I agree to some extent, but I guess. To some people, that's why Howard was a great interviewer because he's he able to do that kind of shit to bully them, and you know, in 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 a way, you know what I mean. Like he was able to do that kind of shit and get away with it. But no, but Howard, I mean, he is a good interviewer when, 
Like, you know, I, I bought into that propaganda for a bit because I th- I think what really solidified Howard to claim he was a great, the, one of the greatest interviewers, and I could be wrong, was when he officially first time interviewed Paul McCartney. That's when I started kind of hearing that, you know, people on the internet kind of on message boards when, like, I would go on occasionally, people would mention that, oh, like, you know, Paul McCartney got interviewed. And I wonder, I'm like, well, why is it a big deal if someone goes on Howard's show? You know what I mean? Like, I just, again, like, I, I, I saw him a couple of times, but I didn't know what the big fucking deal is of this fucking guy. But that's when I think that, you know, Howard really solidified that, that that narrative of being uh, the greatest interviewer ever. And, you know what I mean? I've fallen for that. And I think because he says, you know, but sometimes he can get you to open up with some stuff, but sometimes he'll play fucking psychiatrist, essentially. Sometimes I think he goes to therapy and becomes a psychiatrist so he can see how fucking his psychiatrist breaks him down, and then he uses the, that template for it. And I, I've also, like, done that in real life where... Instead of treating my real life like a real life, I would do when I talk to people, it sounds like I'm badgering them and bullying them kind of for an answer about something when I'm basically testing out my interviewing skills. Like, for, like, like, for, like, for example, for, for example, because I didn't understand, um, how fucking divorce and all that type of shit works and all that. And, like, how, like, the money would work. Because I've I, I never really been in a relationship. And I don't really have fucking m- money at my, ex- at my you know, disposal. Uh, you know, this girl was talking, was talking to me, you know. And we were talking while we were waiting for another friend to give birth to a baby. And she's talking about, you know, marriage and all that. And I got into my Stern Show mode where I was like, oh, shit. I go, I go, well, congratulations and all that. And I started doing a random interview kind of, like, without even realizing it. I was like, what's it called? So you guys had a prenup or, you know, you guys doing that? I goes, how are you going to handle if there's a prenup? You know what I mean? And she's like, kind of give me a dirty And rightfully so. Like, I, like you know what I mean? But I'm saying that's how you, how influential these things were. And I turned my life into a, a, a real life, like, whether because of my split personality, I was turning my life into a, a fucking TV show, essentially, because life is so fucking boring, and I thought you had to keep it real like that. You're going to you're like, go fuck yourself, I get that, Gilda Radner's someone you could talk about in the early days of SNL, and she was uh, open about talking about the drug use and, and all that shit, but he had to start digging into the, the relationship of her and Gene Wilder and, and all that shit, and um, I think at that point, she was diagnosed already with uh, cancer, so... Uh, ovarian cancer, and he was just brutally mean to her. That's what I mean. Like he, why Artie helped? I think is Artie took on a lot of the weight of other people because he came off like a jerk. I, I love how Anthony acts like he again. It's perfectly valid to say about about Howard Stern, but I love that he is the one that does that because he's done. Like 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 they like they've done some fucked up shit on their show. I can't tell you every single thing, but stomping on a cake that that was given to a homeless man. Um, breaking, so, you know, you know, a, a lot of a, a lot of fucked up shit. Like you know what I mean? Like, like they would accuse Stern, and they would be valid in what they're accusing Stern of. But then they would do the same fucking thing with their pest. Like you know what I mean? Like there's a whole fan base of pest that would do their fucking dirty work, and they were fucking a lot more aggressive than Howard is. Howard's people, Howard's trolls are. Howard's trolls can be bad, but like. They kind of intellectualize themselves and try to disguise their fucking ugliness a little bit with uh, how they do it. 
Sure. But it did come off like a joke, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was something different. It was the same as when uh, Jackie the Joke Man was on. He could throw something in there that was just a street joke, and it was like, oh, good, tension breaker. Jackie the Joke Man Martling, yeah. three and a half stars. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. They called Jackie the Joke Man. Yes. What do you Jackie the Joke Man? Jackie the Joke Man. Joke <laughs> I'm a Joke Man. I'm Joke Man. <laughs> Dale Joke Man. Oh, yeah, he, right. Yeah, but there was something about him that, that's why you needed Robin, too, because you needed somebody in the room who wasn't being an asshole. He acknowledges that. Of course. has that Robin was that kind of um, equalizer, uh, you know, the, the, the good angel on his shoulder uh, to outweigh his own devil on his shoulder. And that I mean, they're so both well, devils. The early years and into the, the mid-90s. Um, he had balls. I mean, and that's not easy. People don't get this business. I mean, what he was yeah. doing was very difficult, oh, yeah. and he was taking a serious chance every time he pulled that shit. At, at the, when, when he was uh, on regular radio back then, and, and he had a foil, which was the government, the FCC, mm -hmm. all that shit. People loved seeing a guy really putting it to the, the authority and, and saying shit that you weren't supposed to say and all that stuff. And, and that's the stuff he's disavowing now. That's the stuff that he's not acknowledging, editing out of his programming, and that's why everyone listened, was to go, wow, look at this guy taking on the fucking system. He wasn't taking. I mean, he. I mean, he was taking on the system in other ways than what was advertised. Advertised, but all the FCC shit was. You know, um, it, it wasn't like he uh, himself had to pay that shit. It was the radio stations. So he, you know, what I mean, like, the, the, I think that's also officially. I think that's done on purpose too, because it's, you know. And again, everything that you book, everything that you, that you know, you when, when Howard was making the storyline. Of uh of what happens when uh, you're supposed to go out, I guarantee you he had a team of uh, of things, a team to gather information of things he said and done, and was gonna do what he said he hated, like he always went went at people for caring so much about fucking animals, and you know uh people's kids for you know being in show business, and you know like like, like what do you say right now, hold and kick their ass, and sometimes he gets smacked down by them, and we're there with him, that he's not the guy really putting it to the, the authority. Yeah, so, like, so, like, when he does that kind of shit, like, you know, wanting to chill with Ellen and all that type of shit, then, like, it, it's like, it's like he's supposed to become that fucking, become that person. Like, I'm surprised him and Oprah haven't, like, that, that one right there would probably be the one, because he's been really harsh towards Oprah. And because I believed in what he was saying, I would go on Twitter and I would shit on Oprah as well about like you know when when because I, I was a loyal fucking soldier to the guy, and I I I I I didn't really, I thought I was taking initiative of like you know what I mean because it's all social media who cares but you know and that's why I kind of felt bad but even though Oprah is like a corrupt like you know neoliberal type of person, um you know I I because of how it went on a rant about you know how she's not 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 at the fucking serious building and she has a show here. And she's getting paid all this money, and then, like, you know what I mean? Now he's become that same fucking guy. He used to make fun of fucking, you know, celebrities that you couldn't talk to them. And already even brought it up. Like, goes, Howard, imagine if that happened to you, essentially. And then, and now, look, you can't talk to him in the hallway. He, he, and maybe that's always been going on, and he just pretend, and he pretended like he didn't do that. But like you know, but now because his his whole thing is exposed, everyone fucking you know hate you know hates him now. And, and saying shit that you aren't supposed to say and all that stuff, and and that's the stuff he's disavowing now. That's the stuff that he's not acknowledging, editing out of his programming, and that's why everyone listened was to go, wow, look at this guy take on the fucking system and kick their ass. Or sometimes he gets smacked down by them, and we're there with him, supporting him, and then to just go, yeah, that uh, I'm not even gonna acknowledge that time. Well, and it's a crazy right. So if if he's saying that he's he, Anthony is saying that he. Was with, like you know we were there with him. By the time the FCC stuff happened, you're already kind of being established on your own channel, and you seemingly hated him. So are you now saying that this whole time you're kind of on his page, and this is kind of a fucking this the shtick was kind of you know 
a put on? Is that what you're trying to imply, Anthony? I don't, I don't get it. At the time, the people listening were blue-collar workers, high school dropouts. I mean, no one anyone who would be a Trump supporter. Right, you're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not playing that shit in the office. No. You know, unless you got headphones on. Like, I'm sure people used to do that us all the time. Of course. Like, I've heard things like that. People roll their windows up and they drive through I'm sure people are looking at the office. I understand. Sorry about the porn clips on your work. And, you know, you can have fun for that volume. But there's something fun about it. And there is something a bit cheesy about the old shock jock right now. I understand that. It's pretty corny to... Now, it's like watching that guy do the Monica Lewinsky joke. If you're a shock jock. The term itself is silly. We, the Obi Anthony show was right at the ass end of that whole time. But it lasted quite a while from from the 80s all the way into the early 2000s. You're talking, that was prime shock jockery uh, days. And, and shock jocks did very well with their irreverent song parodies and the chicks in the studio and all that shit, the prank phone calls. It was it was all, having people in the studio that work, the intern. You know, if Anthony wasn't such a racist and, you know, potential pedophile, I, I don't want to say he's official one, but even though, I know we can, whatever. Like, you know, like, I get, I, 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 he, he, he kind of sounds like a, a little bit likable. And that's why I always hate, because I'm like, yeah, I hate this fucking guy. Because he's like a really fucking piece of shit of a human being. You know. The boss, making fun of them. That was all part of it. And it lasted, what is that? Maybe the 20, 20 years. It lasted a good 20 easy. fucking years. Well, easy. And there's through the 80s uh, and the 90s. Um, that was the solid time for it. But that's what we were up against also at the time was every day. Do something insane. Do something crazy. I think this is done basically. But yeah, so that was my, so again, you know, I, I wanted to, I was going to talk about Trump and Howard again. But again, they're going to, you know, keep doing this dance you know, and I, I personally, you know, the overall, the whole, the whole storyline is fucking planned out. Even if it gets revealed that Howard's really in cahoots with him, with Donald Trump, it's that, that that's good. Like that whole storyline is also planned. You know what I mean? To me, at least. So I'm curious to see where it goes, but I, I'm, sh- I'm sure that, like, this is like gonna lead to some interesting fucking storyline essentially. So uh, thank you for joining in, and I hope you've been joining the podcast these this, this week. Uh, I'll try to do one sometimes, you know, I, you know, um, I just need to cover a couple of things and get shit going in my fucking head. And sometimes I, you know, I, I gotta find, I gotta find people sometimes, you know, maybe to come on. I reached out to some people to come on, but they haven't answered back and I, I'm, listen, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm just like, you know, I'm just lost in my fucking thoughts. Again, you know, the Bishop Nauru song, if you're on listening on Anchor, I'm gonna for these like random ones. I think I'm gonna use the too lot too lost and uh, thoughts thoughts in my head or something like that. Like for the intro and outro, I think those are actually good fucking themes for what my random thoughts are essentially on stuff. So uh, again, thank you guys for joining in. Uh, I appreciate it. I think that's all that I have to cover. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm you know who cares. I'll I'll, I'll wait for the next podcast. Peace out, guys.